m'appelle Oscar Ferber et bienvenue dans un nouvel épisode de Mystère et Boule de Gomme, un podcast créé par les élèves du CM1 du lycée français de New York. Chaque épisode cherche des réponses à de vraies questions que nous posons. Et je m'appelle Milo. Dans cet épisode, nous nous demandons comment réduire ou enlever le plastique dans l'océan. Moi, je m'appelle Esther. Vous avez probablement entendu parler de la pollution. Mais avant de commencer, il est temps de faire formuler certaines hypothèses. Nous savons tous que des gens jettent du plastique dans l'océan. Alors je crois qu'il faut arrêter de jeter des déchets, non seulement dans l'océan, mais partout dans le monde, car le vent peut l'emporter dans l'océan. Je sais également qu'il y a des animaux marins qui mangent le plastique et qu'ils tombent très malades ou ils meurent. Je sais aussi qu'il y a un continent composé de plastique qui est deux fois la taille du Texas. D'accord, on y va Sean Chamberlain est le professeur d'océanographie à Fullerton College. Il nous a envoyé ce message de Fullerton, California. The 1950s Life magazine called it throwaway living, the great savior of housewives. No need to wash dishes, just throw them away. No need to scrub out containers, just throw them in the trash. Why wash diapers? Throw them in the garbage. But those were the olden days, you say. <laughs> throwaway living is alive and well in 2019. On average, Americans throw away about four and a half pounds of trash every day. But we recycle, don't we? Yeah, about one and a half pounds per day. That means every man, woman, and child in America ditches about three pounds of stuff every day, 365 days a year. Multiply that by 327 million Americans, we dump more than 179 million tons of trash every year. I imagine if 30 million six-ton African elephants came marching down the road, you'd take notice. Granted, only 10 million tons of the garbage we produce contains plastics, 1.6 million elephants. But does it matter? The elephants are marching down the road and into the ocean, but no one seems to see them or feel their rumble or hear their splash. And that's the first problem. We don't really notice how much trash we throw away. Many people don't even know throwaway living is a problem. I mean, what's a picnic without plastic cups and plastic forks? Sure, we've all seen pictures of a turtle with a straw stuck up its nose or a seahorse holding, on, holding onto a Q-tip or a dead whale with a belly full of plastic trash. These pictures tell us that a lot of trash ends up in the ocean. But how do we turn these heartbreaking pictures into action? Step one, we have to admit that we have a plastic problem. We have to turn off the spigot. The first thing we have to do is recognize that a problem even exists. 
and that throwaway living is no way to live. That the systems producing the trash need to be fixed or changed. If you left the water on in the bathtub and it spilled all over the bathroom floor, you wouldn't grab mop after mop and try to soak up the water. You'd turn off the faucet. And we have to turn off the faucet on the activities that make our trash. We have to change the way we think. The things that we buy are part of a cradle-to-grave mentality. Manufacturers make plastic goods, we use the plastics, and then we throw them away. Born in a manufacturing plant, buried in a landfill. A one-way trip from the grocery to our home to the landfill. We have to develop a cradle-to-cradle way of thinking. Make something, use it, take it apart, make something again, use it, take it apart, make something again, over and over again. What's born in a manufacturing plant needs to go back to a manufacturing plant when its use is finished. The things we buy and use need to travel in a circular loop, what's called the circular economy. One's person trash should be another person's raw materials. But this won't happen overnight. It's hard to change our thinking. So in the meantime, step two, reduce, reuse, and recycle. We have to start replacing things that we throw away with things that can be reused and recycled over and over and over and over, ideally forever. We have to recycle to infinity and beyond. Now, no doubt you recycle at home. Take cloth shopping bags to the supermarket instead of using the plastic throwaway bag. Use a refillable plastic water bottle, BPA-free, of course, instead of the single-use throwaway plastic bottles that come in 24 packs. You replace your plastic straw with a bamboo straw. You do do that, don't you? You buy food and soft drinks and glass or metal containers instead of plastic ones. You avoid plastic bags for your fruits and vegetables, where practical. I mean, you don't need a bag for broccoli, and a banana already comes in its own natural organic package, the peel. All of those actions are a step in the right direction. They're good habits to adopt, but they aren't enough. Step three. We need to let the ocean heal itself. The ocean has a remarkable capacity to heal itself. When areas that were once polluted or overfished, when we leave them alone, they come back to life. Marine protected areas, parts of the ocean set aside where nobody is allowed to take anything, show us that the ocean is strong, that sea life can recover and actually flourish. Captain Charles Moore, the founder of Algalita, an organization committed to eliminating plastics in the ocean, is fond of saying that the ocean is downhill from everywhere. All roads, pipes, waterways, rivers, every stream of water that flows over the land eventually ends up in the ocean. And that water carries with it the wastes, chemicals, plastics, all sorts of stuff that is harmful to the ocean. 
Captain Moore also says that all the king's horses and all the king's men will never be able to clean up the ocean again. There's simply no technology that can strain out plastic from the ocean without harming the ocean further. The only way to solve the ocean plastic problem is to quit trashing the ocean and doing everything we can to promote a healthy ocean so that it can heal itself if we give it time. Every one of us has a responsibility to reduce our plastic footprint, to reduce our waste, period, if we hope to solve the ocean plastic crisis. Get on the internet and do some research on ways that you can reduce your plastic use. Talk to your parents and teachers about ways that they can reduce, reuse, and recycle plastics. And even better, talk to them about alternatives so we don't use plastic in the first place. Be a voice for change. Set an example in your own life. Make a difference. était fait par Oscar Ferber, Milo Dumont et Esther Gross. Avec l'aide de Jeff Rogers, Philippe Levessier. On a utilisé Brain Pop pour la recherche. Et la musique était faite par nous dans l'app Beatwave. Merci et au revoir. revoir.